So we're going to go to Philippians 4.13, and then we're going to go to 6. We're going to come to verse 7 and 8. As the Lord leads, we're going to proceed. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. There's a very um, familiar scripture, and uh, uh, many people know this by heart. It's easy to remember, and it's a favorite verse for many people. But God wants to speak to us today from this scripture, which may appear to be uh, a scripture that is well known, a scripture that is very common. But God has something deeper to invest into us today, what God wants to do something in us with these scriptures. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. I just switched to NKGV. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. We want to focus uh, uh, focus on a couple of words here, which the Spirit of the Lord wants us to. One is, the most important here is, who can, through whom? Who can, through whom? There is a relationship here where, in order to succeed, something vital has to take place. A grand exchange, a divine exchange. In order for someone to be successful in their lives, they need a divine power to go into their bodies. They need divine power to go into their activities. They need divine power to go into whatever they are doing. Now, I can take plenty of um, life examples that are recorded in the Bible, but we're going to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit as to what God wants to teach us today, tonight. Anyone who will choose to function through Christ, that means having Christ work through them, will yield Christ-like results. I want to repeat so that you can write this down. Anyone who will operate through Christ or let Christ operate in and through them, will have Christ-like results. So if you want to have Christ-like results, 
human strength, human wisdom, human way of doing things will not produce divine results. If you want to have supernatural results, if you want to have supernatural success, success that comes from heaven, which will give big yield, big results, then we need to partner with heaven. We need to combine our effort with heaven. That means we do something. That means we give our hands. We use our hands to do something. We're typing or we're playing the keyboard or we are cooking or washing or doing something. We're using our hands. But this divine power that will flow through those human hands will cause that typing to take on to a whole new level. That means the information that comes. Cooking to take on to a whole new level. Whatever you're doing, it will surpass uh, the excellent work that human beings who have skills and talents would have. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We as God's people can surpass the works of men. We as God's people can surpass the works of men. I want to say it again. We as God's people can surpass the works of men when, when our hands, the members of our bodies are yielded to the members of Christ. When we co-labor together with Jesus Christ, there's this supernatural power that gets into the bodies of human beings. At that time, what happens, there's a supernatural expression, there's a supernatural strength, there's a supernatural working, there's a supernatural doing, there's a supernatural multiplication. How did five loaves and two fish, which got into the hands of Jesus, suddenly was sufficient to feed more than 5,000 people at one time and more than 7,000 people another time? How did that happen? Hands. Something was happening because those hands had parted with the hands of God. You know, a lot of people, there are many of you here, who come for prayer. When I've placed my hands on you during prayer, you felt high volt electricity going into your body. Some of you have felt high heat going into your body. Some of you have felt waterfalls on your body. Some of you felt like you were standing under rain. Hands. What is happening through the hands? Something divine is happening because Jesus Christ, the power of God, is flowing through. See, if these are just human hands, it's not going to happen. If these are just human hands, it's not going to happen. We have to understand this. Just human hands will not conduct electricity. Human hands will not give someone a tangible experience of waterfalls or rain or heat. It doesn't work that way. To the point that I've seen people, within like the 10 minutes prayer, they will get up as if they got up from a sauna, like a completely drenched in, 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 um, sweat. It comes from the heat. The presence of God is so powerful. How can that happen? What is happening? When you think about that, think about 
the power of God. The power of God is so real. The power of God is so real. So when we partner with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, there's something divine that takes place. Where? Upon the body of a human being. And we become conduits of His power. We become conduits of His power. So Jesus Christ, though He was in flesh when He came as man, God became man, and He came and dwelt among human beings, He had the fullness of Godhead inside of Him. The power of God was flowing through Him. People who came and touched His garment became healed. They became well. They were made whole. I want to give you another example here. Just in our midst, for you to understand as the Holy Spirit wants me to. What happens, you know, when you bring that prayer oil, when you bring the oil, and I pray over it. After I put my hand and pray over that oil, something happens to that oil. The power of God goes in the oil. It's not from my hands. It's from the hand, it's the hand of the Lord, the power of God, that flows through these hands that goes into the oil. I'm not making anything, it's not coming from me, it's not manufactured by me, it's from God. Goes through this human body, which is resting upon this human body, goes into that oil. So after that, the oil by itself goes into the hands of someone else. When they take that, when they use it, something happens to the people. It is actually bringing healing, it is actually bringing deliverance, and it's actually doing something for the people. Why? That oil has become sanctified and it contains the power of God inside the oil. Now, this is something that you can understand because many of you here have had the prayer oil prayed over and you have taken home and you've testified. Now, from the Bible, we see Paul's handkerchief. People got that from Paul. Obviously, Paul would have prayed over it. They've taken that and they put it on sick people and sick people are getting healed. How is that possible? There's a transfer that takes place. This power is carried and people are getting healed. There is this through Christ that takes place very deep. Through Christ, the power that comes from Christ working through Christ in the lives of people, empowers them to do the supernatural things. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This is very deep, and I want you to pay attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts at this hour. The power of God that is at work is very powerful. This is why, even in church, while we pray, while the service is going on, As the Spirit of the Lord leads, just by raising my hand, people far away feel the power of God. How? The power of God is so powerful, it's not limited by space. These are the things that God does. He's very powerful. Genuine power comes from God Almighty, and it's very real. So this power of God can transfer through computers. It can transfer through Internet. It can transfer through telephone. You know, it is not bound by space, and it is not bound by anything. Also, there's a difference also. There are times when people have said that 
during worship and during prayer times, when they come to the pulpit, by the pulpit area, it's more like an electric zone. Very powerful. He called that the power zone, and people come and kneel down there. It's very powerful there. Why is that? Because the presence of God is there, the power of God is there, because of the proximity, and also, people who come there, they come with faith. See, that's the key. See, all those who came and touched the hem of the garment, all of them got healed. Now, at the same time, when you see, when this lady who had the issue of blood, she was there next to Jesus. She touched and she got healed. But at the same time, the disciple says, Master, so many people are just pressing on you. And what are you saying? So all the people who touched Jesus, all of them didn't get healed. All those who were intentional in their touching, only those people got healed. So when people come to the front to kneel down or to pray or seek God, they're coming because of faith. They're drawn by the Spirit of God from where they were, from where they're sitting, to where the Spirit of God wants them to. And as they come and kneel down, something happens. They feel the power of God. Now, there are people who are far away in some of the countries that, you know, we've heard testimonies of, you know, whether it's in the Middle East or in anywhere far away. They kneel down. As the worship is going on, they kneel down right away. They feel that this is for me and they kneel down. As they kneel down, the power of God touches them right there. What is the connection? They, they cannot come here physically because of the distance. But what they do from wherever they are, they are making contact with the presence of God, the anointing of God that is released from the pulpit here all the way there. And what happens when they kneel down, they're showing God that they're believing and they're reaching out to the power of God that has been released into their homes. Through Christ. None of these things will happen if through Christ is taken away. God is very powerful. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Whatever he did 2,000 years ago, he's still doing it today. Jesus Christ is in our midst and he's working in a very powerful way. So this through Christ that we see here, that we so casually say many times, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in a lot of times, we don't know the meaning of it. It's very powerful through Christ. I can do all things, all things in the natural realm, all things from the supernatural realm to the natural realm through Christ who strengthens me. His strength is not just, well, I was able to pick up you know, a paper. Now, if you're not able to pick up a paper and you pick up a paper, that's a big deal. Praise God for that. We need to really shout a big hallelujah for that. There are people who are not able to pick up a paper and they're able to when God heals them. It's a big deal. But this is not talking about a casual thing. You know, I just walked and, you know, went here and there and through Christ who strengthens me. You know, anybody can do that if you are healthy. But this is talking about impossible situations, impossible things where you need the power of God, the strength of God. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. Who? Those who wait upon the Lord. There is such a thing called the strength of God, and there's such a thing called God himself becoming our strength. You know, when someone comes, you give them a bottle, water, they say, I'm thirsty, you give them a bottle to drink. You can do that. But then if you have the person who owns the water to you, 
And that person is with you night and day. You're not just going to get a bottle. Anytime you want water, you can drink. It's a big difference. God giving you his strength when you need in increments from God himself becoming your strength is totally two different things. I pray that the spirit of God will take this straight to your spirit and cause you to understand the depth of what God is speaking at this hour. God becoming our strength. God is our strength. God is our refuge. God is our strength. So for those who say, Lord, you give me some strength, you know what God will do? He's very faithful. He will give you strength. To those who say, Lord, you become my strength. You yourself become my strength. You know what God will do? He himself will become our strength. So when we pray, it is so important to pray the way that we should, if we want to get the maximum benefit from what Jesus did on the cross. If we say, this little is enough, Lord, little is enough, little is enough, then you get more than a little, because God never will give you just a little. He's not going to give you what you just ask. He's generous, so he's going to give you more than you ask. But if you ask very little, it's going to be a little more. But if you ask for something substantial, then God is going to break forth everything, the windows of heaven, and he will just pour out whatever he needs to pour out, depending on how much you ask. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who can do all things through Christ who becomes their strength? Who can? Those who receive Christ to be their strength to do all things. That means big things, little things, impossible things. When we take God to be our strength, God will do the impossible for us. This is a very practical thing that God is speaking to us at this hour, where he himself becomes our strength. God himself becomes our strength. When you cannot take another step, is the strength of God, the power of God will just take you and cause you to do the impossible. This is who our God is. Now, I want you to go to the top. Let's just go here as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Let's go to verse 6, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How are you supposed to? If you want God to become your strength, don't be anxious for anything. Whatever you may face, whatever you may have to go through, God says, don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, sometimes we go to God for one thing and not for the other. God says here, go to God. You can go to God for everything. Wherever you see a problem, wherever you see a need, you can go to God and you can say, Lord, I take you for all of these. You can go to God with one prayer request. You can go to God with 10 prayer requests. You can go to God with 10,000 prayer requests. He can handle it all. So God says, don't be anxious for anything. Oh, I'm not worried about this, but I'm worried about that. You shouldn't be worried about anything, period. Because you have a big God who can handle all your big things. You have a big God who can handle all your little things. You have a big God who can handle all your big and little things together. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. 
Don't be anxious about anything. But what are you supposed to do? Are you going to say, I'm not going to be anxious about anything. So I'll just sit still. No, you're supposed to pray. How are you supposed to pray? You take your requests. You take your supplications. You know what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to believe that when you take it to God, that he has heard it and you're going to start thanking God. You're going to believe that when I tell him, Lord, this is my supplication. This is my prayer. And I'm placing it before you. You're supposed to thank God. You're supposed to talk to him and ask him and ask him with thanksgiving because you know that the moment you ask him, it is done. I want to pause here for a minute and take you deeper into the concept of it is done. What does it mean it is done? When you ask God for something, what does it mean? Have you received it? You know, many times you hear in, in the services, have you received it? When God says something, have you received it? Have you received it? We say, yes, Lord, I've received it. But you've received it. You know, once you receive it, you know, what will happen? You'll know that. It's done. That worry will be gone. That fear will be gone. You're going to be joyful. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is settled deep within. There's nothing wrong in going and talking to God about it. But it will not have worry. We go to God and we say, Lord, I'm placing my supplications before you. And I praise you because you heard it. I praise you because it is done. I praise you, Lord, because you're working. Once I tell God something, he begins to do something about it. We heard this a couple of weeks ago in our church service, Sunday. Once God hears about whatever you're concerned about, he starts to do something about it. Even after you stop praying, he's working. There was this man in the Bible. His name was Zacharias. He had his wife. Her name was Elizabeth. They both didn't have children for a long time. And they prayed. They loved God. They did everything that was right. They prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And after some time, they even stopped praying because they got old. But you know what happened to their prayers? When they prayed, it reached God. It's not that it took 25 years or 50 years for it to slowly reach heavens. And finally, when they were 80 years old, it reached God. And God said, I've heard your prayers. That cry is now. The moment Zacharias prayed, the moment Elizabeth prayed, God heard it. Now there is this delivery system that's in heaven. Where God has his calendar in his time, where it is sent from heaven, because according to that time, it's really going to benefit us and it's going to benefit the kingdom of God. Because everything that God does is within the grand plan of God. So it has to fit like the puzzle piece. You know, you have different pieces of the puzzle. You're never going to say, well, I'm going to put all the red together and I'm going to put all the blue together. It doesn't work that way. It can be the same color, but it won't fit. It has to be the right shape. And also, it has to go with the pattern there. So each piece is made to fit there. And God has placed us in whatever is connected to us and whatever he's doing in our lives is connected to the grand scheme, grand plan of God. That puzzle piece. And you can't put that ahead of time. How many of you think that you can 
Uh, once you plan on building a house, as soon as the foundation is laid, how many of you will say, I'm going to buy 10 doors and 10 windows and I'm going to come and I'm going to bring the doors and windows and I'm going to say, here you go, builder, put the windows and doors. I want the doors and windows first. Doesn't work that way. God has his way of bringing things. Whatever you have asked from the supernatural realm to the natural realm, it's not like slow delivery that is taking place. No, it's a matter of time. We need this in place. We need that in place. We need this in place. Then the windows will come. Then the doors will come. When it comes, it'll really look good. But if you have it ahead of time, it's not going to do any good. You can't fit things in an untimely manner. God is speaking to our hearts today. Many times we become hasty. We say, Lord, 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 window first, window first, window first, door first. I'm the door, Lord, door first, window first, my priority, Lord. And God says, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm the builder here. This is not how we build. And God teaches us, God says, wait. When it's time to put that in, it's going to really look good, but not now. This is what God is saying today for many of you. Many times we'll say, Lord, 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 too slow. God, you're too slow. God says, oh no, you're too hasty. We need to have faith and we need to wait for God's timing. Both are important. When we tell God, Lord, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to understand heaven has its own calendar. Heaven has its own timing. And it's the best timing. It's never too late. It's never too early. It's just on time. When our timing is different, that means our mind is not lined up with the mind of Christ. When we just do our own thing and just say, now, 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 like little kids who will come and say, I want this, I want this, and I want this now, I want this now. Mommy will say, wait in a little while. Wait. The waiting is very important because it builds character. It builds us up on the inside. And also, when we wait, there's something important that God is doing inside of us and around us at the same time. So there's a working of the Holy Spirit that takes place inside of us. And also at the same time, there's a working of God that is taking place around us to fit that puzzle piece there. So whatever God is giving to us, whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance or financial miracle, whatever God wants you to do, a job or school or whatever he wants you to do for us. Understand, it is a part of God's plan. It has to fit in God's grand design. Because it's a big plan. Because it's a big plan, we will have to sometimes wait. Not all the time, sometimes. When God does it, it will come out in a glorious way, very glorious way. So the Spirit of the Lord says here, we must ask the Lord. And when we ask the Lord, we say, Lord, this is what I need. And this is what I'm looking for. And God will say, I heard it. It is done. After the, we should not be anxious. We should not be worried. We should not try to take matters into our own hands. We should say, I prayed, well, I don't think God is going to do this and it's taking this long. So I'm going to go and do my own thing. At that time, what happens? We will miss what God has for us. It's like trying to take your Thanksgiving turkey in 15 minutes because you're very hungry. Well, that's not going to taste good. It can get you sick. You need to learn how to wait at the same time, have faith. 
Nobody is going to put the Thanksgiving turkey in the oven and then say, well, I don't think it's going to cook. It's half an hour. I don't think it's cooking. Nobody thinks that way. Everybody is looking at the time, expecting that turkey to cook. Why? Because you know that's the process. You know that once you put in the oven, once you set that timer, once you set the oven, and you know that it is going to cook. Why? Because you know that this works. You're going by knowledge. When it comes to things of God, you need to go by the knowledge of the word of God, which is when you ask him, he has heard it. And if he's heard it, he has answered it. If he has answered it, it is going to be delivered to me. When? When it's done. What's done? Two things, as I mentioned before. One is the work of God inside of you is done. Secondly, the work of God around you is done because that puzzle piece needs to fit right in. Then there's another reason why sometimes things will delay. Satan will hinder people. Apostle Paul, when he had to go to certain places to minister, Satan hindered in certain places he caused the delay. For that we must pray. This is where the parable of the unjust judge and the widow comes into play. Where Satan will delay sometimes and we have to pray. Not because God didn't hear, because it's a spiritual warfare. We need to pray. Until we see it in our hands, we must pray. We see another passage in the Bible where Daniel, when he was fasting for 21 days and he was praying for that which was already prophesied to bring that which is in the heavenly realm to the earthly realm, he was fasting and praying. As he was fasting and praying, the first day itself his prayer was heard. God has dispatched the answer. And as the angel of the Lord is bringing the, the answer to him, you have the demonic spirit, the prince of Persia, who was fighting. Prince of Persia is the prince of the air. That means the territorial demon that was over that area went and fought and said, you're not taking that to Daniel. You're not taking this answer to Daniel. You're not taking this revelation to Daniel. You're not taking this from God to Daniel. Understand this. So wherever God is even giving it to you, releasing to you, can be interrupted, intercepted by the demonic spirits because they don't want you to inherit it. I want to stop here and I'm going to take you a little deeper as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. Now, we see an overview from this chapter in the book of Daniel that the demonic spirit or the prince of the air, the territorial spirit, did not want God's will to take place there. So he is coming and he is fighting his war with the angel there to stop him from delivering his answer that was due for Daniel to be given to Daniel. He's hindering there. What is happening in the meantime? Daniel is praying. He's still praying. He's continuing his fast and he's praying. As a result of his prayer, what happens? There is a strength that comes in the heavenly realm where the bigger angel comes there to come and fight and to overtake the enemy and to bring the answer to Daniel. This is the power of prayer. Persevering in prayer is very important. Seeing the results come into the physical realm is very important. I want to take you to another section, but before that, I want to stop here. And I want to deal with what the Spirit of the Lord wants me to, which is, what are the things that can actually hinder you from receiving what God has? As God dispatches His blessings from above, whatever you've been seeking God for, whatever you've been praying for, God has dispatched it already. In what way can 
the territorial spirits? In what way can the demonic spirits actually stop you from receiving what God has? Now, demonic spirits are very, very clever. The primary way in which they can stop you from receiving what God has for you is to stop you from praying. Distract you. It'll take your eyes off of what you were seeking God for. It'll bring unbelief to you. The prince of Persia went and fought with an angel saying, I'm not going to let you take this answer to Daniel. Many times the enemy will come and fight with you. He doesn't have to go and fight with the angel. He'll fight with you. He couldn't fight with Daniel, so he went and fought with the angel. And Daniel persevered in prayer. But in the lives of many believers, Satan comes directly to the people. He says, what's the point in praying? You prayed for this long. It's not going to happen. Give up. Many people give up. He goes to some people. Before they could receive their blessing, they'll say, oh, go and commit this sin. And people fall into temptation. And they lose the blessing of God. Satan moves people to rebellion and causes them to lose the blessing of God. David numbered Israel when he should not have. As a result of that, a big loss happened. We have to understand there are several things that play a crucial part in in the lives of believers, in the lives of God's people. When they pray and when they look to God for blessings... Why is there a delay? Is it because of us? Is it because we're not persevering? Or is it because it's part of the puzzle piece? It's just the timing of God. When the man who was born blind was met by Jesus... Jesus told his disciples, this is not because of his sins, this is not because of his parents' sins, but it's because of God's glory that's going to be revealed through this. So when you look at this, he didn't cause it, his parents didn't cause it, but there was this plan of God. He was part of the puzzle piece that was there in bringing glory to God so people will know that Jesus is the living God. Jesus cares. So it's a puzzle piece there. Timing of God. So until heaven's calendar met with the earth's calendar, he had to be blind. And Jesus came. You know what? It wasn't, it wasn't in vain that he was blind. And somebody can say, why will he have to be blind for all that time? Because God had to get the glory. You know what? The, he received the blessing of seeing the creator of heaven and earth up close when he opened his eyes for the first time. His eyes didn't see anything. His eyes saw the God of heaven and earth. What a pervert. He got a privilege that most people never got. A man never saw. The first thing he saw was the face of Jesus. So it was not in vain. He had a huge privilege. Huge privilege that most people didn't get. So when there's a delay, there's a grand prize that's there. When there's a delay, there's a grand way in which God will give his prize or delivery. It's a grand delivery, the way God gives. 
So we have to understand there are different ways that Satan, who did not like Daniel receiving what God had, try to fight there and stop it, will do the same thing in your life too, as you're praying and seeking God for something, for somebody's salvation, somebody's deliverance, somebody's healing, Satan will come and try to see, how can I stop this? How can I stop this? How can I stop this? Very furiously, he'll be working to see how he can stop it. Do you know what? In the lives of those who continue to pray, like Daniel, with faith. Daniel continued praying because he had faith. He prayed until he received that which was in the supernatural realm to the natural realm. He brought it by praying. We need to be people who bring the answers from heaven down to earth by persevering in prayer. Persevering in prayer doesn't mean you don't have faith. It's because you have faith, you're persevering in prayer. I want to take you to another passage, which is in the Old Testament. I'm telling you in a story format as the Holy Spirit wants me to today. You can look it up. The references of Pastor Deep will give at the end. There was this man, the prophet of God. His name was Elijah. And his Elijah was a mighty, mighty man of God who functioned through the strength of God. And when it was time for him to bring rain on earth, He went and sat on top of a mountain and he prayed. He prayed. He sent a servant to go see. He prayed again. And there was nothing there. He prayed again. He prayed again until he saw a little cloud that came and stood there in the size of the palm of a man, man's hand. When you look at that, as soon as you saw that, he said, this is enough. What did he do at that point? He prayed and he prayed and he prayed and brought that which was in the supernatural realm to the physical realm. Not because he didn't have faith, but because he had faith. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. This is very important for you to know. Don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer. How do you draw the strength of God? How can you do all things through Christ who strengthens you? By prayer. By doing what God has called you to do. Yes, there will be hindrances. Yes, the enemy will try to block your progress. Yes, the enemy will try to slow down or delay or do things. But you know what? If you know that you have power with God and you know that through prayer you can bring down the mountains, through prayer you can do the impossible by communicating with God the way you should, by living a life that is conforming to the patterns of heaven, not to the patterns of this world. And what will happen? Your prayers will be heard. The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous person produces much results. Now, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Even though God knows everything, it's important that you take your petition before God and say, Lord, this is my request. Lord, this is my prayer request. You take it before God and you tell God, this is my prayer request. So when you take before God and when you lay it before him, here's it. And the answer is given. Now the answer is given and the enemy may try to do anything and everything to block that answer from coming to you. This is where you have to persevere in prayer. Secondly, 
the enemy not only will he try to block it or delay it sometimes he'll try to completely take it away from you by turning you away from the living god you have to be very careful now god says this when you do what god has told you to do by doing this don't worry because if you worry that means you are exhibiting unbelief if you exhibit unbelief you're canceling out the answers to your prayer understand this if you ask god for something you must believe that it is done if you don't then you haven't received you're saying lord give 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 and you have your hands folded and you say give me give me give me and god is ready to give but your hands are folded you can't receive he's not going to drop what he's going to give you no it's so precious so we need to have faith in order to receive we need to be like this and say lord give and have faith to receive it the moment you ask you have to believe that you received and you have to thank him for that now when you thank him for that you don't see what god has given in the natural realm and you say well i thanked him but i don't see anything so it's not going to happen and you doubt what happens you're canceling out the answer that god has given right there you stop it yourself so this is where satan will come and bring seeds of unbelief thoughts of unbelief thoughts of doubt to come and say well i don't think it's going to happen is going to happen i don't think so and he will bring seeds of unbelief and doubt in your mind so what will happen through your unbelief he will stop your miracle through your unbelief he will stop your healing through your unbelief he will stop your progress through your unbelief he will stop your answer right there It'll just stay there in the heavenly realm. God is a special, but you know what? Your unbelief became a wall over their barrier so that you can't get it. If there's unholiness, you yourself, you block it. God would have dispatched it by the time it came to you. You were not worthy of it because your hands were not clean to receive it. We have to be eligible to receive what God has for us by faith and by obedience. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that He is faithful to give. And obedience to His commands so that you can be eligible to receive. Now, verse 7 says, If you do it God's way, if you pray according to God's way with faith, God's peace will just descend upon you. There's His promise God gives. He says, God Himself will give you His peace when you pray and you thank God. the first thing god dispatches even before he can give you the physical manifestation is his peace there's a supernatural peace that comes and fills your mind because you know it is done once you know it is done there's this heaven's peace that comes and rests upon you nothing can shake that no matter what you see in front of you there's this peace that comes and just goes as a barrier between you and whatever the enemy may try to do to make you anxious or to make you feel down or depressed or whatever it is That's why praising God is a powerful tool. Because you can't praise God if you don't have faith. Do you know what? A lot of times when you praise God, your faith will begin to rise. So never say, well, I don't have the faith to praise, so I'm not going to praise. No. Even if you feel like you don't have it, praise Him. Because while you praise Him, because you're praising, the presence of God will come and it will activate the faith and your faith will begin to rise. Praising is very important. And God says here, you pray with thanksgiving. And the first thing that will happen is the peace of God will come and just guard your mind. It will become a barrier. 
before you can even experience anything in your body, before you can even experience anything in your mind, before you can even experience anything in front of you, you will experience the peace of God. And when the peace of God is there, you manifest the fruit of the Spirit. You will not be an agitated Christian who says, praise the Lord. And then, oh, praise the Lord. I believe God will do it. I don't know if God will do it. I believe God will. I don't know why it's happening. I believe God will do it. You know what will happen? We ourselves will block everything. Satan will say, hell, I don't have to go and fight with an angel. I just got you to block your blessing. May God help us to be people who understand the cunning, crafty ways of the enemy so that we can be prepared to receive what we're seeking God from. Now, let me just take you to verse 8. Very important. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things or think on these things. There's a whole bunch over here. In short, what God is saying, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. God says, whatever that is of faith, meditate on it. Whatever is of faith is from God. Whatever is of faith is holy. Whatever is of faith is pure. Whatever is of faith will build you up. Meditate on those things. Meditate on things that will build your faith concerning what you're asking God from. Think on those things. Think on those things. When you meditate on those things, you know what will happen? The strength of God will flow through you. We can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens people. How can you receive the strength of God? How can you actually experience the strength of God? How can you actually walk in the strength of God? How can you actually receive what God has so that you can become a conduit, a blessing to others? It starts from the verses prior to that. From verse 6 onwards. You need to have this settled in your spirit. Whatever you go and ask God for, be it strength, be it health, or financial situation, whatever it is, you need to be someone who will ask Him in faith with no room for anxiousness and worrying. You need to be someone who will ask him in faith and thank him because it's done, even if it takes time. Know that. If you're asking him in faith and you're walking with the Lord, know that, oh, it's part of the puzzle piece. It's just taking time, but it's going to come in a grand manner, grand delivery. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where will you fit that through Christ? When you have faith in Him, when you ask Him to become your strength, and when you are not anxious about anything because you believe that He Himself has become your strength, and you praise Him for that, no matter how you feel, no matter what you see, you know that His Word is true because He said it. You will begin to experience His strength in your body. In the midst of opposite situation, God will raise you up to do the impossible. That's why the Bible says, when I'm weak, 
then I'm strong. In my weakness, his strength is being made perfect. Where I'm not able to humanly do it, suddenly this divine strength comes in. This divine strength causes the impossible to become possible. This divine strength is divine in nature. So we know the difference. When you look at the output, you know that this is not ordinary. This is extraordinary. This is heavenly. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Next time when you read the scripture, don't take it lightly. When you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what it is. No matter what it may be. You can have the strength of God and God himself can become your strength provided. You take everything to God in prayer and don't be anxious about anything. You take everything to God in prayer and praise him knowing that it is done. You take everything to God in prayer and you receive what God has given by faith. When you receive it, it will begin to operate in you. That is the supernatural part. When you believe that you've received and you keep your eyes on what you've received and thank him, what you've received that you've not felt in your body will begin to operate inside of you. It'll begin to operate inside of you. As it begins to operate inside of you, you'll be able to do what you were not able to do through the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit. May God help us to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. What you need to meditate is very important because your mind plays a huge part in receiving God's strength. Your mind plays a huge part in experiencing God's power. Your mind plays a huge part how long you're going to be in God's zone and how long you're going to be outside God's zone. Because it's for those who believe. And how can you be a believer 24-7 without having doubt, without having faith? It's in verse 8. You meditate on everything that produces faith. You keep the word of God in your mind and know that through Christ it'll be done. Now what you see, you meditate on what God is accomplishing, what God wants to accomplish, and whatever you've asked of God, that it is done, and you meditate on, it is done part. To those who meditate on the it is done part, will actually experience the it is done part, because they bring from the supernatural to the natural. That which they've been meditating and thanking God for. You know, meditation consists of thinking and thanking. Bringing before you thinking and thanking. Prayer is a part of meditation. You take it, you think about it, you pray over it, and you thank. And this is where you have verse 6 over here. Where you take it, you think about it, you pray, you thank. You receive. It's done. You bring from the supernatural realm to the natural realm. That which God has dispatched. Nothing can stop even if it tries to. Through your perseverance. Through your persistent prayer of faith. Through your attitude. 
of thankfulness to God. You will break every hindrance of the enemy. Where you need that extra help because you are persevering in prayer. God will send you that help that you need. If at that time God can send an angel to Daniel, he can send a servant of God to suddenly bring you the healing. Suddenly God can do that. When you seek God and you continue to press in, God can do that. Or suddenly during a Sunday service, suddenly during a Bible study, suddenly during a morning call, God can do anything. He will send the extra help, the extra power that you need to break you free from whatever, to give you the answer that you need. But you must persevere like Daniel. You must continue to pray in faith uh, without being anxious. With thanksgiving to God. Praises to our King, knowing that it is done the moment I said it. And that I receive everything that God has and that through Christ, whatever I need to do, not through human energy and human strength, but through divine energy, through divine strength, through the divine power of God operating instead of me, I can get heaven's results, God's output, do things God's way, do whatever you're doing through Christ. The through Christ is not ordinary. Through Christ is divine. So whatever I do, I can do through this divine power working instead of me, which will yield not regular results, divine results. Whatever you do, you'll have divine results. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for speaking to us through your word. Lord, you're all-powerful. You're all-powerful. You're all-powerful. Your power has no limit. It is unlimited. Your power is so real. And this power is so tangible. It can flow into our bodies. It can make us conductors of your power. Oh Lord, I pray that you will instill this truth into the spirits of your people. That they may become people who pray effectively. Bringing supernatural results, oh Lord. Wherever they go, may people see the Christ who's working in and through their lives. It is no longer I who lives. It is no longer, no more, it's me who is living. But it's Christ who is living in me. Hallelujah. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How was this through Christ happening? Through faith and through letting Christ live a life of faith, a life of holiness. It's a life that cannot be compared to any other life. Supernatural life full of God's power. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this word that you've given to your people. 
I pray that you'll touch every single one who's here. I ask you that you'll touch them. From the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. Let the Spirit of the Almighty God do a deeper work in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I pray, unveil the eyes of understanding all the more, Father, that they may understand the depths of this word that you've released to them at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray that you'll make this word a reality in their lives. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with all your blessings pertaining to life and godliness in Jesus, that they may become people of faith, of genuine faith, of unshakable faith. They'll be people of power, genuine power. The people around them will know it is Christ who is working in and through them. They may become a blessing to you, O Father, through Christ. Your kingdom may be built. Many lives be saved. Broken lives be restored. O Lord, I pray, may they be hidden in you so that Christ may operate in and through their lives. So I pray, Spirit of the living God, this blessing upon your people at this hour. That they may become inheritors of every word that you spoke, O Lord, this night. By faith. They may inherit all things through Jesus Christ. I thank you for doing this. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord, speaking precisely, Lord, into our spirits, Lord, that your truth may come, your power may come upon us, that each one of us will be able to break out into the grand plan of God, to have the puzzle piece fit into our lives, Lord, searching in all the wrong places, looking for an answer, trying different things, Lord, coming up empty, coming up empty. Always something lingering, Lord. Unfinished business. I thank you, Lord. When we get into your plan, everything becomes beautiful. And you, Lord, are able to redeem the past, take us into the future by your truth. I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to be anxious about anything if we follow your commandments, your prescription, Lord. To bring every single concern without worrying to the Father who's able to do more than we can ask or imagine, with thanksgiving, to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for showing us how the enemy can hinder our blessing. Thank you for giving us all that we need to be armed against Satan, that we can defeat him by looking to you, following you, meditating on your word, by taking it, thanking you, after thinking about it, praying to you, Lord, bringing every request to you, knowing that it is done because you have become our strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing us the difference between asking you to give us strength and asking you to become our strength, Lord. The divine things that you're teaching us, Lord. Elijah had you as his strength, so he was able to persevere in prayer. 
not doubting, not giving up. It took seven times, Lord, that number seven to show that he was thorough. He didn't give up. It was a complete prayer, a prayer of faith. And as soon as he showed that sign in the cloud, he said, get everything ready. The rain is on its way. Tremendous rain, not just regular rain. Lord, it was not a regular forecast. It was a heavy rain bringing an end to the famine. Hallelujah. A divine result. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, thank you. You are more than we can ever fathom. And you want to do more in every life. Thank you for teaching us how to come and humble ourselves. Receive all that you've spoken. Let none of these things be lost. Help each one to hold fast to what we've heard tonight. And we can see a big difference in our walk with you in the results that God wants to bring into our lives. Thank you, Lord, to make us blessing, a blessing to many other people who are lost. They may have money, but they're lost. No amount of money seems to satisfy. No amount of travel seems to satisfy. It can take the interest. It can give us a little bit of excitement, but it wears off, and we have to do it again, just like any kind of addiction, Lord. Food and money, Lord, travel, amassing friends and networking, all can become addictions that leave us empty because man cannot solve man's problems. Only God can. We thank you for bringing us to you, Lord Jesus, our creator. We want to see you clearly. Open the blind eyes, I pray, to see Jesus Christ. You're not just some consciousness, some higher consciousness. You are a living person will come and touch us and change us. Bless us forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. With the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit Rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Jesus.